Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 113 of the Generation Dream Podcast. I almost said Drunken Nerds again. <laughs> it's, it's, we're on episode 51 of the Generation Gaming Podcast, 113 of the overall podcast. And I still want to say Generation or Drunk Dash Nerds every so often. But <laughs> it is episode 113 of the Generation Gaming Podcast. I'm your host once again. I am Tyler, and we are joined by my regular guy. We have the Jack of Hearts. Yo, everybody. I'm here. <laughs> A little tired, but I'm here. That's good. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm just, just enjoying my time, you know, between jobs. Just, <laughs> just doing all sorts of random crap, dude. I mean, off with, like, the streaming of games and stuff like that, and, like, uh, oh, man, just cleaning out a bunch of crap. It's just been, it's actually been kind of peaceful. <laughs> have, you, have you been cleaning out your closet? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh god! I still can't believe you added that blur from last week. But sorry, buddy. At the... <laughs> couldn't resist. But if you must know, yes, I cleaned out my closet thoroughly. Anyway. Good for you. <laughs> and you might have heard a different voice there. Uh, we are joined once again by my good old, by my good old buddy, old pal, Houston, the Houston. Can I introduce you before you start yeah, talking? Sorry, God. Some bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Juventud Guerrero. <laughs> we have uh, Justin, a.k.a. Juzzy. Hello. 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 Is it me? Okay. I have been watching Halloween. Uh, five out of the 12 are not good. <laughs> plus three more. <laughs> plus three more. The plus... first two are really good, actually. Okay, so 10 out of 12 are horrible. Yes. Okay. Um... <laughs> How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing good. He has been in my basement for the last seven hours drinking coffee. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Yes. He's, left. he's here to get this podcast on the right track, okay? Hey, guys. <laughs> Sorry. It's a... Oh, yeah. It's a Chris Farley show. We watched I needed that. Chris Farley documentary yeah. today. I miss him. We all do. Yeah. Um, but uh, we are here this week once again to talk about video games. Um... That's the introductions, I guess, are out of the way. Let's go ahead and talk about what we've been playing. Sweet. Justin, since you are the guest, why don't you tell us what you have been playing? I have not been playing anything really new, but uh, I'm getting ready for uh, Super Mario Maker. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> three weeks from today? <laughs> yeah, three weeks from today, yeah. It's crazy. Mm. Or, no, it's a it Friday. Friday. It's Friday. So Always Friday, Friday now, it seems like. Yeah. Um, We're recording on a Tuesday, by the way. This is a guilty thing. I have not. I have never beaten Super Mario Brothers one, two, or three, all the way, like playing every level. Hmm. But uh, on the three on the new 3DS, I, I, I beat Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers three, and I'm I'm quite impressed with the third one. Like the first one was awesome too. Like I beat the original Mario finally. Yeah. So like I've beaten every Mario after these ones, but it's just. 
I've never beaten them. I kind of cheated. I actually really cheated. Uh, I use the save states all the time. But I just I wanted to play through them and actually see everything. Yeah. Because I know I'm not the greatest at the, the oldest the Mario's. Did you use the warp pipes? Nope. I played every level. Nice. But I saved after every, every time I beat a level. <laughs> well, that's obviously the way you go about Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes in the middle of a level. <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh, not the greatest at them, but I really enjoyed them. And I also, uh, it brought to my attention that the third one uh, really raised the bar with Mario. Like, I thought Super Mario World did a lot of stuff that was amazing, which I still love that game. But after playing 3, I'm like, wow. It really, like, Super Mario World is just 3, but better graphics, and there's Yoshi. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a secret Star Worlds, which is really cool. Really, Super Mario 3, Super Mario Bros. 3 set the the table for what we, like, they still kind of use the same. Power-ups, crazy power-ups. Power-ups, the one, the the way the levels are set up, everything about it. And, yeah, yeah, the way you walk around the world, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just you you beat a level, then you go to a pipe, then the next level, you have the open, the map. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a, there's definitely like a bunch of different ways you can progress with Mario three as well. Yeah, I've it's heard not that. it's it's not like you can just go like uh, from like one stage to another and stuff like say in Mario World or even like in the Mario World not not Mario World it's not like you can do like with Super Mario Brothers and like Mario Brothers two and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's more like uh, okay, maybe this playthrough you can go through like stages all the stages in a row. Maybe the next playthrough you'll go through it with warp whistles or. Discover what in the world, like, uh, what other type of hidden items there are, which there are some well-hidden stuff inside Mario 3. Yeah, I, I found, I think, a couple of them. I don't remember what I found in there, but I found some secrets that I, yeah. Like, did you know, like, in certain stages, if you collect, like, uh, all the coins within a given, like, uh, like uh, time span or something like that, that uh, it will pop up, like, a, not only, like, a coin ship, but, like, there's some occasions where, like, a... Oh. And a blue mushroom cast, like a like a blue mushroom house, will actually appear if you do the right conditioning, right? You know. <laughs> I used to watch my brother do that, and I didn't know what he was doing, but he tried to get all the coins. Well, I remember like clearly oh. there's like a, a stage like in That's a, cool. that world two where it's the one where you it's the one where like uh, you have to it's like you're going like up on this platform right that's moving from like left to right, and it's yes. like right this pool right where these cheap cheeps and everything else. But you got to jump over these like these uh, these block type of walls and stuff in order to land on the platform and get across the stage. That's the one I'm thinking of too. But the thing is, if you go ahead and you like hit one of the blocks like correctly and stuff, it'll go to like one of those little uh, those P switches and stuff. Once uh-huh. you hit that, you got to collect all those coins that are like up above. You can't like uh, yeah, you can't hit or destroy any of those blocks or else it's gonna mess it up. But once you do that and you collect all the coins in that stage and exit, you should like get like a coin ship or something like that. That is cool. <laughs> so did you uh figure that out like just by playing or did you Yeah. A mixture of both, like, you know, you heard some stuff from people. I honestly a lot of the secrets that I learned about some of the early Mario games I actually discovered for myself, like other between myself and my little brother. That's cool. Because it, it's kind of funny to think about because back in the day, you know, we didn't really have a way to communicate, like, past, like, uh, or learn from other people who were playing the game, up unless we were, like, uh, had a close niche, like, group of friends, or, like, uh, exactly. maybe you were reading a magazine at the time. But, yeah, I remember back in the day, like, not only doing that with Mario 3, but also, like, discovering certain things in uh, Mario World as well, like, like, how I was supposed to get to Star World or something like that, how to progress uh-huh. past that. I actually had it through where... 
not only was like I was like about five or six that I figured out how to go to Star World, but I actually went forth and uh, beat the the various hard stages. I mean, the hardest stage I think was like uh, in the Star World for Mario World was like. The one where you had to get those like these the, those pee balloons and stuff like that, where you had to inflate yourself and go through the various rigmarole with that. Yeah. It still amazes me to this day that I figured out how to do that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that haven't done that. Oh, man. <laughs> I know, it's just good memories to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I beat those two games. And like I said, I've been watching Halloween and... Uh, I'm not all the way done with them yet. I've been enjoying them, but it's it's gotten worse uh, incrementally. <laughs> every single one that I've seen. The first one was awesome. The second one was it was actually really good. And the third one I just skipped because I've seen it before. It has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's like season that's of the one with witch. The niece. The, uh, oh no, that's one with the witches. The cult. Okay. Yeah, the niece is next. Okay, and that's you know that's Dude, the beginning of the bad the, too. Isn't there like one like Halloween movie where there's like a rapper involved? That's, oh, um, I'm sure. That's um, Resurrection. Resurrection. That's the love in the last Same one. thing happened to oh Chucky my God. and Red Man. Oh, man. I remember that freaking, like, a Halloween movie. I saw the clip where, like, I think of the rapper, like, tossed, like, uh, oh, God, Michael Byers. No, we, 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 it was an episode with Vincent on this podcast, actually. Oh, <laughs> we started talking about he, he roundhouse kicked uh, Michael Myers. Yeah. He oh roundhouse kicked Michael Myers off the fucking window. <laughs> I, need, I can't wait. It's, it's coming up in two more. Uh, one more. You got H2O. H2O is pretty good. I didn't think that one was too bad. I like that H2O. Yeah, I remember the watch. Yeah, I remember they're like in college, right? Is Ash yes, Kutcher it's, it's, it's when... Um, no, not Ash Kutcher. Who, is, who am I thinking? It's, he looks, it it's like... Yeah, it's like it, doesn't they finally, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like that moment inside the Halloween movies. It's like the pinnacle of like what... Uh, of like... Have <laughs> like the develop like the directors and everything of themselves like okay fuck this we're just gonna do anything that we want this franchise yeah. and it's it like was, uh, you really feel it after it's Buster Rhymes one. he's in Resurrection it was Buster Rhymes that's oh. right <laughs> yeah. that's, oh yeah that is who it was I heard of yeah it, it's not a great movie but it's entertaining it's not horrible it's just, it's just entertaining okay it's just it's kind of funny <laughs> I, I thought Halloween four was not even entertaining to me. I don't know if it's that's, one, that's one with the, the girl. It's the first one with the girl. The second one, the one. Uh, Is there two movies so with the girl? Five. Yep. The girl. Oh my god, those movies are horrible. <laughs> it's just it's the beginning of the bad to me. But I I'm, I'm excited to see H two O. I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah. A long while. Mm. I watched H two O a few years ago. So really good. Cool. Um. Oh. It's it, we're almost Halloween, man. Like yeah, I've, I've seen, seen Halloween stuff at the store. You know, so I'm actually, Fest is out. I'm actually kind of excited out. for that too. You know, it's like that time of the year and stuff I, where it's like I love that time of the year, dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like more so than ever, like especially over the past like past couple months where it's been like sort of like hot and stuff. I'm ready for the fall. <laughs> yeah, I know. You always want what is I always um, want. I always want the fall to come here until like November. Then I'm ready for spring and summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always ready for the next season, I guess. Except winter. Winter sucks. Um, no. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm with you. Like, October is like... Oh, like when I was a kid, favorite time of the year to watch television. Because it was like constantly like horror movies on. cool stuff. And yep. like Ghost Hunter shows. I used to love Ghost Hunter shows. Yeah. Watch all that. I yeah. addicted to the television like right Dude, Halloween. Dude, that does sound like freaking awesome. Like during like... Uh, Thrilling. Fall, just watching the Ghost Hunter like type of shows. And maybe mm-hmm. like watching like the... The UFO files. Sometimes I like to watch the Hangar One stuff on History Channel, but yeah, that's just oh, the I, thing. I love UFO stuff too, dude. It's always so fun, like imagine it too, because it's like 
it's like eyewitness accounts. You don't know whether they're real or not, but at the yeah. same time, it's totally just entertaining just to watch them because of the what if scenarios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I used to watch uh, Shining every year, like oh, the week God. of Halloween. Dude, I have never watched The Shining. <laughs> oh, dude, that, oh, I don't want to put it like um, I don't want to shatter your dreams when you watch it, but it's like. That's my favorite. It's probably, probably the greatest. If I had to pick one cr- crazy psychological thriller, it'd have to be The Shining. Like the, the only thing I know about that movie is with Jack awesome. Nichol- like Nicholas or something like that. Nicholson. Nicholson, sorry. I confuse him with the fucking golfer for some reason. Golfer. <laughs> I used to do the same thing. <laughs> the tea guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that scene where Jack Nicholson's just like popping about the door and stuff like that with the Here's axe. Johnny. Here's homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it, it's um it's a it's a great movie yeah man we gotta see if there's like oh man like we gotta get together and like watch like that's a I would like love to get together with some people and watch that movie yes oh my Me god too. yeah we'll have to get like a Skype especially call. you have never seen it so definitely I've never seen it so yeah. it's like we need it's like it's a definitely the type of like uh, movie where we gotta get like a bunch of people together start watching the shit who knows we need to get like a bad movie tricky tricky together, but like yeah, but that's a great movie. But like <laughs> yeah. we have, there's it's been a great bad. movie. We've had a great movie tricky tricky with uh, Big Lebowski before. Oh, so, so like, yeah. I would be more than happy to the Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. Ooh, oh my that, god, that's that's a pretty good one. That's actually, great, that's, I've actually seen that one. That's good. I do one of all time favorite movies. It's one of mine too. It uh, makes you want to just go out and do something crazy. With a cup of suitcase full of drugs. <laughs> yeah. and do something stupid. You just want to. It makes you question everything about life. It's, kind of like it's a fucking bad country. Stop <laughs> here. I, I, bad country. As your attorney, I highly recommend we get a sh- we get a, a car with no roof. And <laughs> I agree. Uh, no, great movie, but, dude. You know, just just mixing over a little bit gaming related and stuff like that. I remember like there's like a spoof that uh, Electronic Gamer Monthly had for uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It was like one of the. It was like their comic that they had, like, uh, it was called, like, Hushu and Chan or something like that, where they had the little comic brief, and, like, one of the opening panels or something like them has had them, like, dressed as the characters from, like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and stuff like that. It's just so fucking hilarious. Oh, man. I, there's, a, um, there's a really cool shirt I saw on Facebook, um, and it's actually, like, a Mario one. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and it's, like, Whoa. he opens this, it's with the suitcase, but it's got, like, mushrooms and, like, just stars in it and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, no, let's get back on track. Yeah, thank you. Let's talk I, about... Let's, yeah, go ahead. God, Justin. Stop <laughs> having good times. Um, so, Jack. Yeah. My friend. Yeah. What have you been playing since in the three days I haven't talked to you? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've been playing a lot. I 100% completed Banjo-Kazooie on uh, Xbox Live Arcade from Rare Replay stuff. I tried a little experiment with the thing, too, because I wanted to try the streaming features for both the Xbox One and the PS4 because I wanted to see if people would actually go forth and watch what I've been doing. Well, there were some issues I had with the Xbox One. Well, other than like not very many people watching the stream for Banjo-Kazooie, I kept having lag issues. It kept telling me that uh, my uh, my feed was lagging on Twitch, which it was kind of weird, though, because I had it on the recommended settings for everything, and it's like, it would just periodically just go and start lagging when I was playing the game, you know, the actual feed itself. But other than that, though, I went through, I like I said, I got through everything with the game. It, it was just kind of funny, because I, I went through the... I went through every single game. I maybe a few times looked at the Banjo-Kazooie, like, uh, wiki 
that was online because I kept forgetting like a couple of like uh, honeycombs here and there. But I think the longest that I spent on a single world was uh, it was either it's between like Freezy Peak or Click Clock Woods. You know, it's like uh, Click Clock Woods. I kid you not, I spent like about an hour and a half on that fucking last world <laughs> because I kept on forgetting what which puzzle pieces like were from where. Right, and I had to try to transverse collect all the music notes through all the four seasons that they got because it's structured like uh, springtime, fall, winter, summer, all this other like uh, uh, all the four seasons. You got each like uh, various puzzle pieces like in like all the various like seasons, and uh, oh my gosh, it was just it was just getting kind of like frustrating too because I would go into like one one season, try to collect this, and try to search maybe for, like, for a good solid, like, ten minutes to see what else I forgot. And then it got down to where I was collecting the last two puzzle pieces for that, and, uh, I actually went through, I, I looked at the wiki again, and I figured that there was the freaking yellow Jingjo that I was supposed to collect, it was right in the summer, like, right the the left-hand side where I did not explore. <laughs> the one, the one area you didn't check. The one area <laughs> I didn't check in the summer. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, other than that, went through, I beat Gruntilda, which is still one of my favorite things to do, because for one, I would play the game so nonstop as a kid, I hated that boss battle because, well, a couple of reasons. Why? Because when you're going through that final section where you have to, uh, you know, fire eggs inside the statue to summon the Jingjominator, or whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> you have to fill all five spots with, uh, like, Kazooie's eggs and stuff like that. So you got to do, like, about three to five times. And as you're doing that, she's, like, firing all these stupid fireball shots, which I figured out that every fireball that she would fire, it would go a certain direction, so I would purposely, like, misdirect uh, her shots and stuff until finally when she goes to do that power-up shot, I would shoot a couple eggs inside, like, uh, the various, like, spots. Then I would go into invincible mode with uh, the golden feathers in order to block that one... uh, big old charge shot <laughs> but let's see I think all in all I spent like about 9 hours in total beating Banjo-Kazooie nice. I think that was my fastest time to tell you the truth everything yeah completed everything in 9 hours Is, I can't remember how long it takes to beat Super Mario 64 I'm just curious as to how long these games I know you gotta go in and out of the painting with Super Mario 64 I 100% beat that a couple of years ago in like about 5 hours Give or oh, take. Wow. Oh, what? that's the thing. Mario sixty four is one of my favorite games, and I've went through that at least I a did couple. Not know you could beat it that fast. Yeah, you can, if you, especially if you know what you're doing. It's spe- yeah. I know that uh, once you get a star, you got to exit the stage because that's how the game's designed. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing is, I would not go into another world unless I could not get a specific star in that one course. So, I would spend like about maybe a half an hour, sometimes like an hour or so, like in each various world. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just I just did that like one night just to see what exactly what would happen. Like, what, if can I beat Super Mario 64 in one sitting? And I did that for like the, the Wii version of it. I uh-huh. sat on that same spot. I, I spent the entire, I spent like a night just doing that shit. It was just awesome. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. Going back to that game. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's no problem. I mean, I love talking about these games. <laughs> but uh, another game which I tried playing a little bit more of was Resident Evil, the original one, since I did I did buy that, and I did like stream like a little bit of it. 
Which which res uh, the original one is in yep. the PlayStation one or the GameCube mm. one? No, 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 no. It's it's the one on PSN right now. So that's the remake of the GameCube. Port. The remastered remake. Yes. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> the remastered. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I know what he's fun. talking about. The remastered remake. Because <laughs> that one, I played both of them and beat them. The original PS one and the GameCube one in there. They're both good, but I, I prefer the GameCube one, but. Only because uh, I can better. understand why exactly because I try I've tried playing the PlayStation one and I cannot for the life of me just go forth and uh, play that game Best more game more than a couple hours because it's like I can't get used to the tank controls. <laughs> yeah, you know what's weird? I I know you guys don't like that. That's my f- I love that. Like this will never happen probably. But I, if they ran a new Resident Evil, I'd want the controls like that. Oh. <laughs> I, I understand why people don't oh, like it. I know. If Resident Evil 2 comes out with the tank controls, I'm not going to buy it. They can make it look so good, though, with the... I don't uh, care. Stat- I know. The static well, images. There's a thousand games that look really pretty, but they all but, they have bad controls. But, yeah. you know what? What I really like about... I like the cinematic... Uh, yeah, about it. Like, you don't know what's... There's a camera pointing at your feet and your face, and you're running at it. And you don't know what's right here. Like oh, I, exactly. I understand, it's, it kind of sucks like moving around like that. You know, if you're not if you're not used to it, but it makes it a scarier game. It kind of does to a certain to extent me. because I understand where you're coming from, Justin. I mean, with the control style and also like the not being too familiar how you can get a shoot or how you get a point, it makes you think twice about what you're going to do control wise with it. Oh Be- yeah, because you're, you're kind of controlling like a tank is anyway, but. <laughs> it just leads me to a good, like a good point that I did have and stuff. I really do like the aspect of they have the control style in case people want to play with the old tank control style because they got that plus That's they got cool. all the alternative to where you can still like turn and stuff like with the R stick, but you can really control either Jill or Chris like the way they were supposed to be, <laughs> like uh, in a third person space, you know. Okay, so I didn't know you could actually do that in the new ones. So. Oh yeah, yeah. For you could this... do like behind the shoulder, like the uh, Resident Evil Four almost. No, no, not like that. They not still like got that? the old camera angles, but uh, you can actually move them a little bit more smoother with the oh, alternative control okay. style. Oh, I'd man. know it more if I actually played it to try it out sometime. I, I I think right now I'm still kind of lost when playing Resident Evil. Like I said before, I uh, I've collected. I came up to this, this one part and stuff where I was on the second like uh, level of the mansion and uh, uh-huh. I saw this zombie. Then I saw the statue where I had to push, and I kind of figured that there was an opening on the top ledge, so I went ahead, pushed it off. I pushed it off, got the jewel and stuff like that, and I have no fucking clue what else I need to do. <laughs> Ooh, it's like one of those things. If I hear it right now, I couldn't tell you, but if I was like saw you right there, I could probably help you figure it out. Oh, I've had that but, moments too with the games, but, yeah. but and it's just the thing though. They don't. That's just the thing about some of the older games. Like they don't tell you. They don't give you like a checkpoint like of where you should mm-hmm. put this. You had to figure it out yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I, I understand why people. Some people don't like that, but it, to me, I always added to the Resident Evil. Well, that's just, yeah. That's the thing. It does add to a little bit more of the the survival horror aspect for like Resident Evil and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see. Other than that. I did have a chance, and this is what I did over the past couple days. I went ahead and I pre-ordered both Gears of War Ultimate Edition for Xbox One and Dishonored for uh, PS4 because I had a bit of success last night when I was uh, streaming a bit of Goat Simulator. (laughs) Well, here's what happened. I I bought Goat Simulator after, like, uh, 
you know, having enough cash and stuff like that to uh, get Dishonored the Definitive Edition. And I just did something where it's like, okay, I played, I'm playing this game for the first time. I put it on Twitter. I put it on Facebook. I just went ahead, started up the game, started just recording myself, broadcasting myself, playing Twitch and stuff. I had my headset on, started talking. Then I'm just, I'm just screwing around and stuff like that. And oh my god, this game. This game is totally like a like a freaking playground in and of itself. <laughs> I mean, you don't, like, there's nothing, like, really structured that you can go forth and do if you don't really want to. It's basically a gigantic simulator where you can just blow up shit and just do all this various crap as a goat, and I just love it <laughs> so much. I spent an hour and a half playing with this game and streaming, and I had people watching, like, from, uh, oh, man, like, for the first 15 minutes all the way until I edit my broadcast. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. And the thing about it is, I had, like, about eight people at one time. I mean, eight people. And uh, I had a couple of them who kept on talking with me, like, oh, what game is this? Or, like, oh, hey, how much is this game? You know, it's like, oh, wow. It's like that first moment where it's like, you know what? This may actually be a good thing if I can actually get more people, like, to watch the stream <laughs> and stuff like that. Because that would yeah. get some more interest for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a win-win. Heck, Yeah. So I figured with the new games, it's time to see if more people would actually go forth and watch it. But I I hope it's not like just something around just Goat Simulator itself, because hell, that game is fun and everything. But after about an hour and a half of just trying to play it and like trying to entertain people like, over that, I just got drained. <laughs> so, qu- question for you. Yeah. Did you try Goatsy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, I should have had some corny. That DLC before. wasn't even on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there is some. There is some fun. <laughs> there are some like uh, great parts inside, like Goat Simulator Two. It's like not only like do you have aspects like mods and stuff <laughs> that uh, you could use from uh, the PC like version of it from Steam. You could like say have a jetpack and you're just careening forth like as the the goat and stuff like that, just just jetpacking everywhere and stuff. You can headbutt people. You can actually like uh, you can like stick your tongue to cars and like just drag cars and like like headbutt and like blow up stuff to where you're fly, like flying like fifty feet in the air. What is this Tamagotchi? Is it or not Tamagotchi? Is this Katamari or is this freaking goat simulator? It kind of sound, <laughs> sounds like uh, Katamari. I think I was trying to play it as Katamari. <laughs> but you know what's kind of funny? There was like one point during the gameplay that I was playing where I was like, I found like a couple of like, bits of like goats that are like grazing in a, like a field, like in a stable. And so I walk up to them. They're looking at me. They're just walk. They're just like eating and stuff like that. All of a sudden, I just press L one. I just go, Bleh. and everyone was like, all. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it was so funny. Every time I would do that, they just started doing like different types of bands. Like all of a sudden, like, all, nah, nah. <laughs> how much is this? Is this ten dollars? Ten bucks, dude. It was like about eight ninety nine on fun. PSN. It's stupid fun, oh, and I love it. I'm gonna have to get it. I, oh, I think I will too. Yeah, dude. I, I there's, there's, did the other day. there's actually like a, a part where you can actually make like a couple sacrifices to turn into a demonic goat. <laughs> Where you gotta get like a pile of like five people, I think it is, and put them on this like <laughs> this like pentagram type of shit, and <laughs> like uh, if you make those those sacrifices and stuff, which I I found it was kind of like hard to do so because people kept on like coming up and like just running away screaming, and they couldn't like find them after that. <laughs> but uh, 
Oh my god. There's just so many stupid stuff. I mean, every time you climb ladders, the damn goat's head just starts glitching out to where it looks like he's just like having like, like a focus of seizure every time he climbs up a ladder. <laughs> that's that's what like, I saw yeah. watching. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But, yes, that's basically what I've been playing. <laughs> okay, that sounds awesome. I might actually buy that game. Yeah. Um, so, for me, I guess, I um, I talked about it last week on our podcast that I played the first hour or so of Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Yep. Um, I went ahead and I played it some quite a bit more um, this past weekend, and I actually finished it. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm surprised. <laughs> okay. So, I uh, like I said, I finished it. Uh, it's um, man, it's not very good, <laughs> really at all. It is extremely boring. Um, so th- this walking simulator stuff, I've heard like we talked a little bit like Gone Home has got really good reviews. Um, it's there's also like Dear Esther, which also was made by the uh, China, Chinese room, which made everybody's gone the rapture. The letter, <clears throat> the let no, the letter <laughs> is, is is garbage. But I, I still support those guys, Tree Falls Studios, I by know. the way. Um, so this game is, it's kind of like it's a growing kind of a genre in gaming, the walking simulator, um, where it seems like a lot of developers are making these games now because it's easy to make. There really isn't. You just got to create a world, and it just shit happens, and you kind of put yeah. the pieces together of what's happened. Yeah. Um. You just kind of like you basically events have happened, and you figure you just kind of watch shit happen, mm-hmm. and you figure out the story that happened, and while you know right. after, after the fact. Um. So with this, it's more the same. Where it's like you just like I talked about. You start off, you're in like this. Uh, you're in the street, and it's like there's a radio playing. You hear a bit of. You know, you hear a, a emergency thing going on, and you just start you just start walking down the street, and you go into a village, and then you you find these orbs. Um, yeah, there each section each section like has their own orbs, and um, each orb is a is a, the kind of a main character of the game. There's like yeah. there's Jeremy, there's Lizzie, there's Mary, um, Kate, Kate, I believe is one. I think there's five. I Frank is the spirit one. almost. Yeah, it's kind of like these. These are character, like kind of main characters of this town you're in. Huh. And you go to this village, and I think the first one you meet is um, Jeremiah, which he is like a priest, he's like father son, father Wade, I think is who he is. Um, I could be wrong. I, can't I thought remember. he was a bullfrog. It, he could have been a bull, a bullfrog. You're an asshole. He was a friend of mine. He was a very good friend of mine. <laughs> So, you go to this village, and you just kind of you. You're supposed to. I didn't realize this because they don't tell you anything. You just you just, you just start in the street, and there's nothing told to you yeah. other than the the radio. But the radio, there's no like game wise, nothing explained to you. What you're supposed to do, and so you get to this town, and I, I didn't know you're supposed to follow this orb around. But if you don't follow, I, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna walk around the town and see what what's going on. I checked all the Check houses. Yeah, because there's like, I, from what I understand, it seems like there's side stuff to do too. Like, you learn more about other characters. But basically, you, the thing is, you're supposed to learn about like kind of these character, like these characters, and what they were dealing with in the coming events of the rapture. I guess if using quotations with that, because you really don't know if it's a if it was a rapture. It sounds like 
people were like getting sick and they just disappeared from what I understand. Um, so you're supposed to follow the orb and it would, you follow the orb, it would take you to, um, where the next event is and you like event would pop up and you see that these people, you you wouldn't see the people, you see like the lights of like the, the, like the shape of people as they were talking and you just kind of listen to like what's going on around like what they're dealing with, uh, people disappearing, people getting sick, right. Um, Mm -hmm. dealing with personal matters and from what what I, I got from it is that you follow these orbs around to each sec this little section you're in and then eventually you go to like a next section and there's like another different part of the village or maybe it's the woods you're in and you're on to the next main character so like there's like I think Jeremy you play as and are you, you follow his story and then you meet Mary who is like um, the mom of one of the main characters of the game and you kind of deal with with her and dealing see what see her side of it Basically, each section you're in deals with a side of their story, but they, mm. it's all kind of um, runs concurrently. Each section does, but it's just kind of dealing with like their point of view of each one, mm-hmm. right? As it's going on, and uh, I think it took me about four or five hours to finish this game. But from what I understand, is if you miss, if you don't follow the orb exactly, that you'll miss sections and of of the story. And then if you if you miss certain sections, certain other areas won't just won't happen. Oh really? So if you do it out of order, so you have to. Yeah. So I didn't. I mean, you yeah, have to you, do it, it in like, order. It seems like almost you have to like. It's almost like you're or at on, least you got to find everyone in a certain area before you go on, on to the next. Yeah. Part. So from what I understand, like could be wrong. Yeah. If you go, if you, if you just like just walk down the road, it'll just you just skip everything and go to the end. Yeah. So you that. can literally, but if you imagine if you just walk from the beginning to the end. And uh-huh. skipped everything. You could probably finish the game in about an hour, but you will get nothing story wise. Okay. I saw quite a bit of story. Like I said, it took me four or five hours to finish this game. I'm assuming I missed a lot of story stuff. Yeah. Um, because I have no idea what happened. I have no <laughs> like. I got to the I got to the, the ending and it just it, it was over. It was just it was just like. Um, well, that was disappointing. I have no idea if it, like I don't know if it, I I need to go. I want to go online and read about it. it because... Sounds like what happened to me with Mortal Kombat X. It kind of sounds like what happened to me when I was playing Castlevania Symphony in the Night for the first time. <laughs> no, it's just like it's just like literally like I I missed like it's just like it was over. It, 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 it like, I missed holes like like everybody like the, the main characters you you deal with. They're all not very good people. Like there's like there's people are cheating. Like, oh. There's affairs going on. Oh, like, it's like like everybody in like the the it's town. Like these magical spirits. It's real people. These are real people, <laughs> but it's just like you're seeing like kind of like what happened to them during before yeah. before like while this event's going on. You're seeing so all like, these people are just randomly disappearing. Strange things. People are getting sick, mm-hmm. and then like people are trying to figure out what's going on. And it's basically you're just kind of watching the events after it's ha- after it's all unfolded. Yeah. Um. So. It's just like the people that you like the stories that I've got out of it. Like everybody there is horrible. That like, they're all bad people. <laughs> like as for, like they're all like like they're like people are cheating on their spouses. Um, they're like other like, there's other things going on too. But everybody that you deal with, they're just assholes. Yeah, like all of them. Like really? so you don't feel bad for them. <laughs> there's no like um, there's there's no like uh, like you watch a movie. There's highs and lows of a movie. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing. It's just it's just a really depressing. It's just this stuff is. It's just it's just a flat line. This was a life that you came to, and that's it. Yeah, it's just like you're dealing with like you're watching the stories unfold, and you're supposed to like 
you're supposed to solve this. I don't know what the point of the, the game was. Like, I don't know if I missed a bunch of stuff. Like, I feel like you have to play this game in order. Like, I want to go and, like, read some like read some articles or watch a YouTube video on this and figure out what happened. Yeah. Because I'm wondering, is like, if I, if I did, if I seen everything, would, like, I feel something for these people? Yeah. And their highs and lows? Or is it just a constant, depressing fucking video game? And that's what you're supposed to get out of it. That's yeah. That's what, like, what they wanted you to have. Yeah, there's, like, because I have no connection to these people. Yeah. Uh, because, obviously, they're already dead, pretty much, just by, because... I mean, they're not really a spoiler. Like, th- these people are gone. You get there and there's no one there. Yeah, the rapture's essentially already happened, if you call it a rapture. Yeah. I don't know what it was a disease or what happened, but it's just like, it, the game literally ended. It was just like, I got to the end and then like, the credits happened. I'm like, that was it? That was the game? Like, I don't know what happened. And <laughs> a, a big complaint-wise, yeah. like, I've heard good th- This is my first kind of, I thought about last week, I'm a sucker for these kind of like, Unique experience in video yeah, games. Me too. And I've heard you helped me get onto these. Yeah, and, and like I've heard really good things about Dear Esther and Gone Home, and some of these other walking simulators. Ether One, Ether One which is another one. Same thing happened. Which kind I couldn't of, finish it. Yeah, and I've heard there's some mixed things about that one. Same. Yeah. It's like these games are so required to have. Like you need, they they heavily depend on their story and their world. Um, so like they these, these games have a unique really good characters and a story to kind of hook you yeah um, or at least be in a it's, it's gotta be intriguing to just walk around someplace. yes so with this game it's it's five or six hours long mm-hmm. most good walking simulators like Gone Home is like two hours at most from what I understand mm-hmm. um, Dear Journey. Esther is only a few hours Journey's two hours but like we talked about last week even more to it uh, there's like so, there's other games. There's like other games, say like like Proteus and stuff. That's sort of similar to like that walking exploration thing, where it's like it's about a few hours long. Yeah. So most of these games are pretty short. Like mm-hmm. Journey is like you're you're every ten minutes you're somewhere else. Yep. Like you're they put you in a different area. Yeah. There's light platforming elements to it. Uh, yeah. With, with the positives of Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is it looks gorgeous. Um, it sounds the music is fantastic. Like they, I was watching some. I was watching a bunch of videos. I talked about before this. I heard thing came like out. Some, like piano and stuff. They actually have a cool. full orchestra for this. Okay, they got a whole orchestra to, for this game. And I was watching. I I talked about before the, the game came out. Like I bought it, but I had no idea what this game was. But I, all the videos I saw, they they talk a lot about the the visuals and the sound of this game. And from those things, it looks and sounds very very nice. But the gameplay itself is just the game itself is not very fun. It's like. It, wasn't up to speed with the music. That and um, I like the walking is awful. It's super. It's a really big. It's a really good size map. Like and I, from what I understand, is that if you want to see everything, you got to do a lot of backtracking. Like oh, you got to go that back. Doesn't sound fun. And that's at not all. fun if you can't travel in a nice manner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's shortcuts, but yeah. it's still like it, 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 it. Like if you go somewhere and like, oh, what's in the, what's going on with this house? Because there's a lot of like houses and areas you can, like you can go walk to, but there's nothing there, or like you can't get inside the building. Like it's just a locked door. Yeah. So it's just like the backtracking is awful. So you don't want to backtrack. Sounds like more of a restraint than. Yeah, like it's like the game wants you, like you requires you to see everything. You got to go back the track between this, this world, but it's it makes it more of a chore to do it. Yeah. Um. 
And that, like I, I read about, like if you hold the R two button down for a few seconds, eight seconds later it starts going faster. I watch it; and it didn't look like it goes. Any there is no me. difference. I, I honestly. Can't tell. So there, there's there's very. It's like you might go a three little, frames per second faster. Yes. <laughs> so I'm it, like literally, it's it's a. If there's a difference, it's very minute. You don't yeah. you don't notice it. Yeah. And I, I'm like I'm almost wondering if there's a frame rate problem, because like I noticed like when like the game will switch night and day when you go to like certain events. People are talking. It might be a nighttime, so they'll switch to night, and they'll switch oh. back. And you see the shadows, and it's like a st- like it's still making, yeah, like it's stuttering. So I don't okay. know if that's part of the effects, if it's a frame rate issue, but interesting. As far as the game goes, it's twenty bucks. It's not worth twenty bucks. I would say ten. I don't know if it's worth ten. Five, maybe five. Five, yeah, five, yeah. It's. I'll five. wait until it goes free on PSN. Or PSN, if it's free, even yeah, but it's it's it's. Like I said, it's this. It sounds and looks very nice, but everything else about it is just not very fun. I, I like I said, I want to go back and like if I could find some on YouTube or on online, I want to read about it and like kind of figure out what I miss because I'm probably missed quite a bit of the game. Like you can, like I said, you can just walk through the whole entire world, skip all pretty much all the story, and finish the game. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what else going what else. You know, I I saw quite a bit of the, the story stuff, and I don't know what else I missed. Um, yeah, it's just it's it was one of my most um, looked forward to games this year, at least in the last few months. When I started like around E three, I think is when I started really hearing about this game quite a bit. Um, and I'm pretty bummed to find out this game is just it's just not very good. Okay, well let's go ahead because we actually have some a few topics this week to talk about. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the news that's going on this past uh, this week. Um, first up, uh, Super Mario Maker the creation tool. Some news has come out over the last few days about it, saying that um, in order to unlock everything in oh, the game, this, yeah. you're going to need to play for at least five, five minutes, minutes a day, day for, for nine, nine days. days. Yes. What? Um, yeah. Surprise! You don't know. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this? Cause... Um. So. Initially, when I read about it, um, when this article first came out, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. I, I think it's really dumb because there there is a lot of um, I think Little Big Planet's kind of the same where you get to play through the main story. Yeah, I, mean, I use quotations on the story to unlock all the side stuff, and then also if you want if you want to, you can buy DLC to add more creations, which is kind of shitty to me. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not a big fan of this. Really, I, I think you're not. This is a game built on. It's called Super Mario Maker. It's mm-hmm. built around making your own levels, and to require people to play the play the game for up for a week and a half before they can actually unlock everything right off the bat. Because I know a lot of people like when there's creation um, elements added to a game, they won't even play the game. They'll just they love just creating stuff. Yeah. And to to um prevent people from you know giving their full potential like when you have some really creative people out there make some really cool stuff yeah to kind of force them to do um to play the game or do other things i think is kind of it's yeah i don't i'm not a big fan of it i I see your point of view the way i looked at when i first heard it like the first thing i'm like oh i heard that i was like uh to me it's like their way of uh you being in a level like i understand like you know I think you should have the choice, maybe, to go and do it if you want to. Yeah. But it's like, okay, most people, like, uh, you're going to have all this stuff at the beginning. You, you know, you got these ideas for levels in your head. And uh, 
you're gonna you're gonna want to, especially if you haven't made a level before, like me. Like, I wouldn't mind having it all there. Like, it wouldn't bother me because I'm the type of person that can like, you know, sort through it and like, oh, okay, I, I know how to work with this stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, for some, I understand. It kind of makes it more of a game. Like, I get that. Po- I, I I understand both sides of it. Like, I like I like both sides of it. Like, yeah. It's like kind of fun because you unlock stuff as you go. Like you, you right. get really good with these little chunks of the, of the game. Then okay, now you're rewarded. Just like when you play a video game, you're rewarded for the next level, the next world. Yeah, it's it's kind of more of a game with it. I there's, there's but, several reasons why they're doing it. I understand. But what's the benefit to me? There right. really isn't any. There, yeah, it depends on who you are. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess there I, I guess there isn't a benefit. I, I look at the argument though. Well, like why why are they doing this? I why can't, so I, you don't sell it in a week and a half? But why who would I guess? But the point is though, this game has infinite amount of game content. So there's like no reason if yeah. if enough people buy this game, there's no reason to so, sell this game in a week and a so half. So what's nine days? That's my other argument. Like I understand like what's I don't ha- I don't have a good argument as saying why it's there. But I, I, don't, to, I, don't, I don't find a problem with it. To me, though, like I think a lot of people are going to go right off the bat. They want to see what the crazy cool stuff people are going to make. Yeah. And really, all you're going to do is the first week and a half, then what the fuck's the point of if going online <laughs> and seeing what people are going to make? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I could talk forever about like why. Yeah. I think I less I just, is more I, sometimes. I think, I think it's... the beginning. I, I think there's a better argument for... Um, I think it's, you know, for well, what's the point than the yeah, reasons that's, for that's it. that's true. Yeah. What about you, what about you, Jack? What do you think? Well, you know what? For the whole concept of the whole like uh, bit of every single beat, like, you know, every single piece of like content being like unlocked inside nine days, that's really kind of dumb in my honest opinion. Especially if you want to say marathon the game and unlock everything you can as fast as you can, being forced to wait like about nine days just seems kind of odd. It's sort of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, yeah, sort of, is, is Nintendo's own personal way, possibly, of, like, keeping people from trading in the game maybe about a week, maybe, like, a couple days after they play it. Who knows? But uh, People that don't want to make it kinda, stuff. It kind of, like, stifles a little bit of the creativity as well, because, yeah, That's, I understand. Yeah. I can understand for some aspect if the original creators, when they were creating Mario levels and stuff, they only had little minimum, like, tools and stuff to use. Which is true. But for this case and scenario, it's kind of weird because it's like you have you have like just the set amount of like uh, pieces that you can use at one time, but at the same time you cannot unlock all of the rest of the features because it's like time locked pretty much. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Yeah. So, for, say, if you can only get, like, the Stiletto Goomba or something like that an option, possibly, like, in the three days in, then, God, what the hell's the point of, like, even, like, uh, having the game in and of itself if you can't even, like, get a lot of the content, you know, like, right off the bat unlocking it, yeah. you know? That seems kind of yeah, m- really stupid. Yeah, it pretty much, like, it, it does, like, what's the point of going on to the... on? check out the creative levels until September 21st. There's no point until then. <laughs> but this whole argument is mute because it has been announced that if you go offline on your Wii U... Oh, with the clock? with You can set change the system clock. Oh, yeah. And you can just change play five... Because you're supposed to play five minutes a day for so nine days. So you can do that? So you, it has been announced thing. that you can go offline and just play for five minutes on today, go to your offline 
clock mm. changes to the next day play five minutes there right. so really in an hour you can unlock everything still not <laughs> what you said the point of this is and i kind of misinterpreted like yeah you're right like what what is the point i don't know what the, the point is yeah. i could see why someone might want to do it like because you said oh what they like that the original creators had to deal with this kind of stuff and the way they did because look at super mario brothers one to three they're a lot like maybe they want to show you like what it's like to but why would you? Why would that doesn't that's matter dumb? Because why you. would like okay? We were <laughs> they stuck. wouldn't have done that. If we they were stuck with. We things. had to do this because that's all we had. Right. But right. It's, but with this, they're like, well, here's what the cool things you can do, but you can't do those. Do it. You have to. We have to play the game more, which <laughs> that works in certain games. Like if I'm playing yeah. a fighting game and I'm playing through like the the in Super Smash Brothers for the Wii, we had to play through the uh, story mode. Yeah. Um. You had to, like that was how you had to, if you want to unlock all the characters, you had to yeah. play through that. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's. Like, that's fine. That I don't problem with that. Time but whatever. yeah, if you but like your the the game this game is built around building built around, and creating yes. your own levels. Why prevent that off the bat? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I like, think more the, people are going to sell. I the can't game. say anything good really. All I can say is, uh, yeah. So I feel like more people would sell the game in the first nine days because they go to all in to play those created levels, and there's not like okay, these are kind of bland, boring levels. But if you're supposed to wait ten days to play the like the the very best are going to be out there. Yeah, like the, the the games sell their best the first two weeks on the market. Yeah, exactly. So you want to put your best foot forward, so you're preventing your market from putting the best foot forward for nine days. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I I understand. Yeah, it doesn't bother me personally, but I understand. Yeah, I just think for the I, whole market, I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. Because I think there's going to be some casual... like I, I mean, We know what this game is. But there's going to be some casual fans that are going to go into this. And they're going to see, like, okay, oh, there's all these cool creative levels. And they're going to like, oh, these levels suck. <laughs> and they're going to be done with the game. But, yeah, I mean... Or, I mean, the game's like, oh, these are cool levels, but they could be more. There could be things, yeah. There could be, you know, in 10 days, there could be cooler stuff online. But by then, they're moved on to the next thing. Yeah. I, mean, so, I guess I don't know enough about which one's released first to know, like... That's true. It could be, like, minor stuff. Is this stuff. most of the stuff, like, you mainly would have anyways? Or is, you know... Is I don't it, know, but either way. Either way, I, I don't understand why you're holding I understand. I understand. To me, I'm, I'm like, I don't think much... Like, I think it's kind of interesting that they're doing it. That's about it. Like, I yeah. don't, it don't matter to me. It's it's definitely... But I could see what you're saying with the whole everybody else. It's definitely a weird argument because we don't know what the content right. is being held back. Yeah. It could be, like... Is it just, like, different shades of color? Or mm-hmm. are we talking, like, whole it's, it's, elements of the game? It's elements of the game. Like, I've seen that much. But I don't know, like, you know, what it is. So you can't have a warp pipe till make... day three or something? <laughs> see, I think that's... A, I think the normal main stuff, like, everything from the first one... Seems to be in the, in it at the beginning. Yeah, that, that's, With, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll hear, we'll know more in, in the coming weeks. Either, like, yeah, I'm already gonna buy it. So, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, yeah, but I mean, it's just like right now, we're it, this can come out in the spring or the summer when it's dead. Like you could maybe get away with that, but right, we're going into the biggest, the peak time of the year. Oh yeah, my there's god, so much stuff coming out. You don't want to fuck around. You want to like. You need to put your best foot forward, and yeah. in September, October, November, you can't like. There's why why hurt yourself when it's already. This is a hard dude. Time I would argue. Games. I would argue with Mario Maker. Why buy it at launch, especially if it's going to be like well, you that. You still have to wait nine days. Yeah, it don't matter when. Well, you I buy mean, it. but if you want to play online, if you just want, if you're someone that's supposed to play the cool creative levels. Oh, just other like, people's levels. I'm looking for myself. Like I don't give a shit about creating stuff. 
Oh, I want to play I up totally the cool. Do. I want to play the you cool. Play other I want to play all the coolest levels out there. So for I want to do that too, though. There's no point in buying the, the game until September 21st. Really? Or, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, like me, I want to play the 60 levels that are on there. Or whatever. But by plus, then, though, in this time of the year, I want to make my own too. Really after bad. ten, after ten days, September 21st, there's probably five more AAA games released in that time. <laughs> I already forgot about it. You know. <laughs> this so may be like why, a, this may be like a game I asked for Christmas and then because it's like. I got lots of stuff I got down the pipeline, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's go ahead and move on, keeping with Nintendo. Um, it was... Uh, this kind of happened last, late last week, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, a Nintendo employee was fired um, for doing a podcast. I can't um, provide the oh. meme. Like, Nintendo uh, Gaming Plus or... Something like that. Game I, Plus, I whatever. Listened to the, I read the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so... And the employee Nintendo, he deals with like localization of making. He was games. on Nintendo Treehouse E3. Oh really? Yeah, he okay. was. Oh yeah. Um, but he was kind of his job was turning games from you know, like Japanese to English. Yep. Uh, for translation over to Europe and uh, North America, uh, was fired for going on a podcast and saying some. He was pretty blunt about his um, thinking on the company. Um, talking about like uh, just dealing with like making some comments about like Nintendo hating money. Or kind of dealing, like explaining why certain games don't come he was over. Actually, talking more about how people say that about Nintendo, but he's actually he was actually uh, protecting them in a way. Yeah, the transcript. I'm, I'm sure if I, if you listen to the podcast, it doesn't sound as bad. Yeah. As but like reading the transcripts of it, it sounds like the it sounds bad. Um, but he kind of talks about like um, going more into detail about the localization part of why it doesn't happen. Um, and dealing with you know just talking more about the the company um, a little the bit the innards yes going more inside with with Nintendo as a company as a whole uh, right. and dealing talking about about Xenoblade Chronicles um, how basically Nintendo of, uh, Nintendo of Europe took the fall for that um, because that was a just a big chunk they lost a lot of money off that game from localizing it to yeah. North America and Europe. You're saying like things, okay, people say, oh, Nintendo doesn't want money, so why, why uh, obviously they don't want money because they don't make all these games from Japan. He's saying basically, it's actually not the case, it's just that uh, it costs so much more money to make stuff than they get from it sometimes. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's like trade secrets like, you don't tell. He was just saying, yeah, it's like maybe, yeah, he was, to me, he said some things like, I was like, eh, you probably don't want to say that stuff. Yeah. But like, unless he's done this before, to me, a bit kind of like a warning. Yeah. To me. Um. Yeah. So going going into it, like he was pretty much fired about it within the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. It became a pretty big deal on online. Uh, Reddit blew up about it. Um. And uh, oh, yeah. NeoGAF blew up about it. Yep. Um. I don't know. Have you read any of the quotes about this, Jack? I've only like uh, maybe have seen a couple of the quotes from uh, well the various game sites as well. And a lot of it does really make sense, you know, breakdown-wise, like, uh, how certain games, if, like, some companies, like, some Nintendo stuff do need to take the fall and stuff, if they want to try to put out, like, certain, say, like, Japanese-exclusive games, or, like, you know, case in point, like you were saying, like, Xenoblade Chronicles and stuff, Nintendo of Europe pretty much localized that entire, like, yeah, they localized, like, uh, the, the voice acting, obviously. Mm-hmm. So... There's a lot of money that's involved just to get different voice actors, and we're talking about a game that's like hundreds of hours long, you know. And uh, it just goes down to like what I've actually been like, like you know, 
<laughs> thinking may have been the case for years now, only now it's just legitimately has been said the reason why Nintendo just do this or that, like in certain games coming over, is because sometimes they're just not worth bringing over here because people don't buy them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I guess Justin, what from your standpoint of view, what, what do you do? You think this was deserved, or what was your point? What do you think about this? To me, he needs a warning. But if if he's done this before and like he's been warned before, then yeah, maybe fire him. But like. I don't know. It's kind of I don't know him personally. Yeah, it's, and like, it's I kind of like a don't even, yeah. Don't like really thinking too much about like deep into the business side of this because I've never been in uh, that you know far up in a, a huge ass company. But uh, yeah, hmm. but then, the stuff he was saying to me really did struck me as you know maybe you shouldn't say those things. Certain yeah. things you can talk about this in a different way. The yeah. thing about it is Nintendo has been magnified in the public light for the past decade, right? And yeah. any type of saying, any type of naysaying or anything's going to be magnet, like magnified like almost a hundredfold because of oh, like yeah. uh, the constant negativity that people or even certain like gaming like websites or on like, oh God, journalists and stuff have towards say Nintendo as a whole. So I can understand why Nintendo wants to try to distance themselves from the actual employee because even though those things he said probably more than likely are true and stuff like that, it was kind of against if especially if he had to take like some sort of oath when he was signed on or it was something inside right, of his which legal you know contract. They have to. They have mm-hmm. to have that installed. Treehouse. Yeah. I mean, there have been Nintendo employees fired in the past because of, like, leaking stuff accidentally, like, before things were supposed to. I mean, let's the, the biggest example that I can remember recently was when somebody from Nintendo got, like, a copy of the localized, like, Super Smash Brothers and began leaking character info online. Yeah, screenshots. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I mean, from my standpoint, my point of view is I, I think he does deserve to get fired. Mm. Like, what he said isn't horrible. I mean, it's stuff we knew, but it's yeah. just never been, like, admitted. Yeah, it's kind like, of thing. Why do you have to say that right now? Yeah, so it's like like we all know this is the case. We don't need you to tell us this. Yeah. So there's really no benefit in you saying this. Um, I mean, I feel sorry for the guy because yeah. it is. It's not like he didn't bash the company. No, no. He, he was like, actually I, protecting them. If you like, if you listen. Yeah, to and and he didn't like I said he didn't say anything that we didn't already know to be the case. But there, he, he just he made the company sound bad by basically saying, "Yeah, this is true. This is why this doesn't happen." Like, hey, sorry, your guys is your fan kind of taking surprise out of certain things. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're sorry, your fan people don't want to hear it, but your fan base isn't big enough to for us to make this game available in your country. Yeah, and I mean, it's true. Like, Xeno Xenoblade was a was a big loss for them, um, but the, the the fans and don't want to hear it. They don't want to know the fact that they're, yeah. Nintendo doesn't think their their game is worth being localized, even though from like from our standpoint of view. Like, we understand it. Like, we're not big, but I don't think any of us here are huge Xenoblade fanboys. No, I'm, I'm going to get the new one only because it's coming here, but that's, I've never played a Xenoblade. Yeah, but I mean, like, but if you imagine your favorite game series was, like, big in Japan but didn't come over here because it wasn't big enough yeah. over here, you'd be pissed too. Well, oh, yeah, especially if you, like, it, I know, it's like, especially if you can't play it, like, on your console, like, in America. It's not, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like if I found out Madden is only coming out in Japan, 
because it's not popular for <laughs> North America. I'm pissed. Game. Yeah, so ironic. Yo, yeah. So it, Japan, it's kind of, football. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like from that standpoint. It's just like I what he said wasn't really horrible, but for a lot of companies, like the company I work for, I can't. I can as far as I can go on uh, like on social media or anything. Like I cannot state I am a company of. I can't. I'm not an employee of the company on podcast forums. I can't even talk about the, the only as much as I can do is say um, on Facebook I can register that I work for that company. Really, I can't say anything positive about them or negative about them. Yeah, I just it's a blanket statement. Don't talk about us on social media. Yeah, or podcast forums, anything like that. And every company has that, and it's yep. it's the same for this one. And this guy just did it on a bigger scale. Yeah, he, he did, did it on a fairly popular podcast. Um, that and it blew up to if this game if if he did it on just fucking our podcast yeah that you know it's not very popular podcast no one probably even known about it he got might uh, I don't prick. know about that <laughs> some guy might you know yeah but I every mean, little the, thing you know, this if it was spreading just, it like crazy but. yeah so it, the fact that the, the reason they probably got got fired because it became um, news it became yeah. it was on GameSpot it was on IGN it was on all the major he, gaming Kotaku, sites. It was on everything, yeah. So that's the reason this guy got fired, really, is just because more it became more public than anything. Not yeah. so much what he said, because of the fact it was public. Just like Hulk Hogan. Like, if he would have said the N-word, like he did in private and never came out, only a couple people knew about it, the guy would still be working for WWE. But because of the fact it released to the media, right? he got fired. Yep. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is a lot less of a Yeah, it's, issue. he wasn't hurting uh, anymore, personally. Yeah. He was just... All he said was the truth, and it's not really that bad of a truth. But I guess yeah. let's go ahead and move on to yeah. some non-Nintendo stuff. Um, it was announced uh, this week that Rainbow Six Siege was supposed to be coming out October 13th. has now been delayed to December 1st. Hmm. That's not um, too bad. No, it's, what, seven weeks, I guess, moved, uh, delay. Oh, and um, the, at least there's a major release in December. <laughs> it's... Well, yeah, yeah, that's true for um, the PS4 and Xbox One, and there's nothing in December. Oh, well, Just Cause comes out, um, I think, like, the week after, actually. Cool. So, there, and then you got Xenoblade 2, so you got three pretty big games, that, that's pretty rare. Yeah, that uh, really, really, we never get anything in December, let alone three AAA titles. Last year, I think we may have like what one major release inside December. I remember Far Cry Three came out like this, like a week before Christmas, like what three came out years last ago. Last year in December, I don't remember anything in December. Hmm. Honestly, it wasn't Captain Toad, was it? Captain Toad Which came out like, in December, but that wasn't a AAA title though. Yeah, I guess. So. But um, as far as like this, you know, I think I sell ten million copies. Yeah, uh, like just cost three or multi-platform or yeah. multi-platform. Yeah, um, no, I'm I'm pretty surprised about this. Like this, most companies want to get their big games out there before Thanksgiving. Yeah, before Black Friday, because that's kind of when the peak sales happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, December is kind of like a dead month as far as when new games come out. That's not December, January is like a bad time to release new games. Oh yeah. Um, so January probably would be good. Yeah, January though, from like to um, a point, but like as far as like entertainment wise goes, like even movies yeah. coming out in January, most of them don't succeed as far as like if you compare it to other months. Yeah, because they got a oh, lot yeah. going on. Um, People just grabbing something for somebody. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, you know. Um, 
you know, and plus with with December, everybody's a lot of people have their shopping done, mm-hmm. um, and then like people do buy games. It's overshadowed by the stuff that came out previously. Yeah, um, it's probably mostly you know people that play games too that would buy those. Yeah, you're 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 kind of hurting your. You're not going to get that casual audience, which is the bulk of your mm-hmm. of your you know if the bulk of people that buy games is one of the casual people, especially a first person shooter. Um, where do you where are you on this one, uh, Jack? Well, I mean, for, like, major releases for, like, oh, for well, Rainbow as Six. As far as this, this delay, are you upset, disappointed? No. As oh. a matter of fact, I'm kind of glad that it's been delayed for a bit because, for one, we there's always been, like, a common thing, like, especially for, like, the past couple of years of, like, uh, game makers releasing their games, like, uh, per, I'm pretty much broke or something at the mm-hmm. launch. So for them to delay the game for about a couple months kind of shows, hey, we want to work out some kinks. We're going to go ahead and we're going to push things forward, which I hope they are doing and not just making the excuse, oh, Call of Duty releases this month. We're going to go ahead and just push it forward anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair argument. Uh, what about you, Justin? Uh, pretty much what he said. Uh, there's nothing wrong, especially it's not that long of a delay. Yeah. If it's, it's not, It's not. yeah. It's we not won't know spring. if it's you know, just a business decision or not, but whatever. I mean, um, I said seven weeks. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, and if it's and if they're fixing something like you said, then that's great. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good. I haven't played a Rainbow Six game. And I don't know when, but yeah. maybe I will sometime. I think the last <laughs> one I played true. was like a. I think the last one I played was like. Uh, I don't think it was like Advanced Warfighter or something like that. Or well, there was the the Vegas games. Well, the Vegas the games last... I didn't really play too much of, but uh, oh, that was Ghost Recon. Awesome. I think it was some. Um, Ghost, that's the one I played last. Ghost oh, it's Tom, like Tom Clancy games. Yeah. 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 Uh, to me, like, from if you're looking at it from uh, the business standpoint, it's it's going to hurt, like I said. Um, but from a Ubisoft standpoint, they had to do this. <laughs> I mean, with Unity last year and Far Cry 4, Far Cry 4 wasn't that bad, but it had some bugs in it. Yeah. Uh, but Unity, obviously, Assassin's Creed Unity, um, is pretty much infinite as far as, like, this game will be talked about for years as kind of like how to not release your game like one of the worst AAA titles ever released um as far as like bugs go it was just broken for months um so from Ubisoft standpoint this is something they had to do they're better off for the best of the future of the company it's gonna hurt now but for the future this is the best thing to do if this game comes out and it's working pretty good shut up Bill Trenton we just (laughs) talked about (laughs) um (laughs) No, but let's You're go. Fired. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fire us from the podcast. You guys fired, didn't talk boy. enough about Nintendo this week. Um, but moving on, they know. Uh, there, <laughs> there is a sometime soon. We don't know when. Uh, it could be out. It could happen by now. I guess uh, by the time this podcast comes out. But oh, yeah. PS4 is getting update 3.0. Okay, and it will be adding quite a bit of um, things to it. So for one, you're gonna have. The ability to add 10-second videos to Twitter. Oh. Um, you are also going to have community, a community section, so you'll be able to join communities. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be like the Wii U has. with uh, Really? Meverse? Like the Meverse? That's what I was thinking. I think, they're, I think it's going to be like that. Yeah, so it sounds like you can be able to join huh. the communities where people have like the same um, interests as you. stickers and messages. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can join there, and you can, like, it's going to make... Um, as far as like you know, meeting new people, kind of yeah. cool. If like so, if you're a big Former fan of gaming centric 
Yeah. <laughs> you, so, may, uh, you, you, may, you may meet your future wife there. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but it's going to be almost, it sounds like it's almost kind of turning into like a forums uh, for the, P- the PlayStation. And they're going to streamline everything as far as messaging goes, okay. joining parties, inviting people to I parties. I knew it was only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, so, and there's going to be some other things added to it, but those are kind of the big ones. Um, as far as I, I think this is, I think this is pretty awesome. Um, I, I really can't complain about this. I like the Miiverse quite a bit. In the, uh, so yeah, I, I actually love Miiverse. It's one of my favorite things added to this, it's this generation. more than yeah. likely one of the most positive like, uh, environments. I knew it would be a matter into. of time before most other ones did it too. Yeah. What about you? a good idea. What about yeah. you, Jack? Well, you know what? I kind of like the idea of uh, having little bits of quirks and stuff like about the 10-second things for Twitter. I'm constantly mm-hmm. like just going forth and... Like sharing like certain experiences that I've come across and stuff for video wise, especially if I'm playing a game and like something crazy happens. Like, for example, I remember like playing Rocket League. I think like a last Sunday or something like that with uh, with a uh, sudden with a uh, Cam Dog and all these other guys and stuff, and uh, just scoring a goal or something like that. I hit a I hit the ball right off a of sudden's front bumper and stuff, and it goes ricocheting like across the map and into the opponent's goal. <laughs> Yeah. So sharing moments like that, like a 10 second interval, I like that. But I also like the the message board type aspect of uh, these community boards. Why? Because it feels a little bit more intimate in terms of turning on your game console, going to a game that you like, maybe learning some new info, maybe meeting new people that you want to hang out with, you know. But uh, I hope it's easily moderated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like too. It sounds like it's gonna be kind of in the same section as like where your friend friends list is too. Ah. So it should all be together. Um, it sounds like they're definitely streamlining things a lot more um, on your on your home screen. The only thing I would like to see them add and change, and this has been my complaint for a while now, is allowing you to customize your home screen as far as like what apps are on your um, that your main run there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like the, ones you have still downloaded will just disappear. Yeah, um, but it's just like the last fifteen things you either download yeah. or played are on there. I'd like to see like that is so annoying. Give me yeah, give me the option of like these are the ten things I want on my on my my homepage or uh, the fifteen or whatever. Like like oh my yeah, that'd be such an easy fix. Yeah, and, I mean I think the, going back to like the Nintendo, the Wii U is really cool. They allow you to create your own folders and kind of set up the move and move things around to how you like it. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. to see. Yeah, I I think as far as like the three big consoles right now, the Wii at least as far as the interface go is the best. Um, or at least from the PS4 and the Wii U when I play. Yeah, because I, I don't agree Xbox with that. One. Yeah, but I mean, from what I understand from the Xbox One, it's getting better with the uh, the new the new um, dashboard they're going to have coming yeah. up. It, but, it's um, it's you know with the Xbox One's interface, it's 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 getting better. Yes, but at the same time. There are times I, I find it kind of hard just to find new releases and stuff because I'm going through like a multiple, like multiple pages and stuff, wanting to go and select like what I want to do. It's not as yeah. simple as say going like say on the maybe on the Wii U's thing where you just go onto the eShop, you mm-hmm. try to go through a lot of the various like games some or maybe even on PSN if you're on your PS4, go to the PlayStation Store, and that's just the thing. They don't the Microsoft's interface for their Xbox One doesn't have that legitimate like say button and stuff where you just go right there it'll flash up all the games that are like uh, you know neatly organized and stuff 
because if I really want to see new releases or something like that, there's like about three or four different types of like columns or something like that that I gotta go through. Here. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like we talked about a few weeks ago with when Yu-Gi-Oh came out. Like, yeah, brand new game out that day. Couldn't find it anywhere in the dashboard in the PlayStation Store. Yep. Oh yeah, I had the same problem on that store. Yeah, yep. it's like, like to the, like uh, this week, Tales of Borderlands uh, Episode Four came out. Was it anywhere on the main dashboard? I had to go search yep. for it. It's like if you didn't know about it, you wouldn't you wouldn't have yeah, known it existed. Kind of strange. Yeah, actually. it's like I would like to be able to. St- I want to see more like the like even if it's not if it's not a, a fairly popular title, at least acknowledge the fact that it can't happen. Yeah, exactly. I I understand them. They probably make people the like people make pay money yes. to have that little thing on of there, course. but. Still have some way for options for me to give give me options as far as like seeing those things. I like I like how Nintendo does the updates every week to have like a little notification of what came out this week. That's true. They give you like a little message on on your on the eShop about this is what released this week. That's always give nice. me that. Like, yeah. give, like hey, it seems pretty simple. Like even if you know you got a whole span of a week where like on Nintendo most stuff comes out on Thursday. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nintendo does you do can, that. You can too. have it once a week. It'd yeah. Be the same thing. They're the only company. They're like the only company, like on their game console, that actually notifies you and say, "Oh, okay, this is what's released." Like this, you know, or oh, here's a game promotion here. Let's just go ahead and like on the gamepad or some, the gamepad lights up. You press the button. Oh, did you know such and such is out now? You know, it's like better ways of advertising your games and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think I think Xbox One and I mean PS4 can definitely use. I mean, I think we're 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 working on other things, but I'd like to see. These are minor complaints. I think yeah. that could be that could be done, uh, and make a, would make a huge difference. Yep. But they're not breaking the experience for me as far as that goes. Um, but I think that's pretty much we're pretty much good on topics this week. Uh, we're a little over an hour, we're about an hour and fifteen minutes in. I guess we can go and move into our conclusion. Okay. Uh, Jack, do you have a retro game of the week for us? Yes, I do, and this one ties in largely to Rareware, obviously. I'm going to talk about the original Donkey Kong Country for a minute. So, Donkey Kong Country was one of those weird games that appeared, like, in the mid-90s. I think it was, like, in 94, 95, at least. It was one of those type of games at the time where it's just, it was visually impressive because it was experimenting with a type of 3D type of, uh, like, uh, visual look. That was really unique at the time. I mean, Nintendo in the past experimented with uh, games inside of a chipset called Mode 7 where they could manipulate and, like, uh, have certain viewpoints and certain perspectives of particular games. I mean, games like Pilot Wings used this. F-Zero used it as well. Let's see, Super Castlevania 4, a game developed by Konami, did use elements of that, like, especially with the stages with, like, the, the scrolling type of uh, stuff. But, uh, yeah... <laughs> oh man, I'm almost about to sneeze. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> with Donkey Kong Country, it was just one of those games and stuff where you knew from the get-go when you started up this game, it was just something different in terms of a platformer. I mean, you had Mario, you had to set like colorful environments, but with Donkey Kong, it just seemed like it was... Uh, it kind of gave the feeling of like a claymation sort of like uh, a fe- like feel, you know? It just felt... It just yeah. felt odd, like aesthetically, visually different, but at the same time, it had the familiar type of gameplay as a platformer would have, the jumping, the attacking, the collecting stuff. But what set Donkey Kong Country apart than, say, games that were trying to compete against it, like, say, Vector Man, 
was, let's see, you have the level designs, which were very much, were very much kind of creative. I mean, you were going forth, you were collecting the Kong letters, you were beating a whole bunch of the different enemies and stuff in order to try to find bonus barrels, trying to go forth and uh, use teamwork with, uh, like, one of your friends, Diddy Kong. You would switch between the Kongs in order to go forth and beat different types of bosses. The overall aspect for the Donkey Kong Country game itself was just to collect the hordes of bananas that were stolen from uh, DK by King K. Rule. And how you get there from, like, different types of, like, a world, which is kind of unique, because for one world, you'd be going through a vast, like, jungle, and you'd have the jungle hijinks, like, all these various, like, jungle, this various, like, forest music playing, which, I gotta say, I think it was either David Wise or, like, someone like, uh... It's David Wise. Yeah, it was David Wise, thank you. David Wise, whenever he created, like, a soundtrack for various games, like, even, like, for games like Donkey Kong Country and even, I think, Banjo-Kazooie as well... Those games, they have a really a bit of soul inside of them because they transport you to, like, that scenery itself. So, if you're in a jungle, you're in a jungle. If you're underwater with an aquatic ambience music playing, oh my gosh, that's, like, that one, one of the is, best... Duh. It's one of those best... It's so good. It's one of the best music for an underwater world I still can think of to this very day because it just sets the mood. It's like, you can play this game, it feels relaxing. And the thing about it is... Water worlds, they are like water levels in general. They are not relaxing at the in the most part. As a matter of fact, it's probably one of the worst gameplay aspects and stuff in terms of like video games in general, exploring underwater areas. But for Donkey Kong Country, it's sort of different because you have not only like you have like uh, relaxing, soothing music play in the background. You're taking your time. There's no time limit, and that's a very important thing for those type of games. But uh, I can remember playing bits of Donkey Kong Country back when I was in high school. One of my friends actually let me borrow his copy. I borrowed my his I borrowed his copy of Donkey Kong. I allowed him to borrow my copy of Super Mario World, which had the battery died, so uh, <laughs> he wasn't going to have too much fun with that. But uh, yeah, the gameplay itself was very fun. I remember like going through the various games. I have beat K. Rule. But uh, in terms of my first exposure of it was at a Costco. And this is kind of funny. Costco, around that time in the early 90s, they have those kazaics where they would have the game consoles on display. You would have sometimes the NES, but more than likely you'd have the new consoles at the time. You had the Super Nintendo, you had the Sega Genesis. On one of the display stands, there was Donkey Kong Country playing on repeat the intro like uh, theme to it, plus, like, the the video that I could still remember, and I always wanted to go forth and try to play it because it looked really fun, but, uh, well, obviously, at the time and stuff, it's like, if you're a kid, you don't have money, and if you don't have money, you have to try to beg your parents, but then again, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how that routine goes, but, uh, oh, yeah. getting back with Donkey Kong Country, I would say it's probably one of the best games Rareware has made, as well as possibly one of the best, like, series of games Rareware has made. And it just kind of makes you, like, reflect back when you're playing a game like, say, a collection of games, say, like, Rare Replay. The only thing missing from that collection is the hodgepodge of Donkey Kong-related games that were on the Super Nintendo and N64. Because if Mm -hmm. those games... If, say, Rare Replay was on, say, the Wii U, 
that would be one of the best deals, I would think, for any type of game. I stuff. agree. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <clears throat> but anyway, that is my retro game of the week, Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, Some of my favorites. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country 2 was probably the best, though. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that one. <laughs> that was a good I like that one but uh, moving on uh, we are on if you want to hear more from us we are on Facebook we have a page in a group Generation Gaming on there so like and join us there if you want to hear more from us um, we are on Twitter YouTube and Twitch which our Twitch page has been used quite a bit as of late with uh, Jack pretty much playing games almost every night the last uh, week or so mm-hmm. um, so uh, like us on there, Gen, Gen Gaming Net. Same as with Twitter and YouTube. Um, other than that, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear, uh, if you if you like the show, please go to our iTunes page and leave us a review. We will greatly appreciate it. Um, oh, real quick for me, uh, if you want to play a game or anything, I'd be my friend on PS4 or Wii U. It's uh, We Are Coolio Link, and it's W I I A R E. C O O L I O L I N K. And it's uh, either all caps or all small. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think I remember. I think <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so go ahead and um, yeah, friend we, him on. We are Coolio Link. Yes, on uh, <laughs> Wii U or PS4. Um, he's always up for playing games with somebody or talking yeah. with somebody. So uh, yeah, uh, friend him on there. Uh, other than that, I was your host for the week. I was Tyler. And I have been the Jack of Hearts. GG, everybody. Ustin the Justin. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. We got a brand new collaboration here.